Hello, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Raising OKC Kids. Joining us today is founder of Freedom City OKC, Brittany Carter Thomas Esquire, to talk about removing barriers to learning in our community. Thank you for joining us today, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. Brittany Carter Thomas was born and raised in Oklahoma City. She obtained her Bachelor of Arts in English, Literary and Cultural Studies from the University of Oklahoma in 2014 and her Juris Doctorate in 2017 from Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Although an attorney by trade, Brittany Carter Thomas has led local and national nonprofits across the country. Brittany and her husband, Ricky, moved back to Oklahoma City in June of 2019 to help improve the education statistics in our state. Currently, she serves as founder and executive director of Freedom City, a nonprofit focused on removing barriers and providing supports for students and families in Oklahoma City to reach their full potential. Brittany also serves on the board of Trinity Legal Services and Freedom Worship, as well as being a member of the Eastside Market Advisory Board and the Hope Coalition, which is a team focused on implementing Dr. Chan Hellman's Science of Hope. Her ongoing mission personally is to ensure each student reaches their potential. And with that, Brittany, we're so honored to have you here today. I would love to open up the discussion by hearing more from you on your personal journey in education, why you're passionate about this area and more about what the why is behind your life's work. Absolutely, thank you so much. Um, so as mentioned in my bio, I am an attorney by trade. And I used to practice child and family law and also personal injury. And um, I got tired of seeing my clients who were getting arrested for various reasons. But the reality was they didn't know how to read. They couldn't do basic math. And so they were acting up in school, which resulted in them getting in trouble. And I was tired of that. I said, we can't keep doing this. And so in 2019, my husband and I felt called to move back to Oklahoma City and start a nonprofit focused on this. And so we're just excited to be able to do this all the time. My husband um, has a church now, but um, I run Freedom City full time and it's just been an awesome adventure to be on. Thank you for sharing that. And like you said, just those access points to being, you know, in our society and, and kids not having that. I can see how anybody in your position um, would be called to, to try and improve that. And I'm so glad you acted on it. I'd love to read something from your website, if you don't mind. Freedom City OKC's mission is to give hope to students and improve education in Oklahoma City. Your vision is for 100% of students to be on or exceeding grade level standards, be confident and be exposed to extracurriculars. So from your experience in working with kids, from your experience as a, a family legal attorney, what do you see as the top three reasons kids fall behind in school? And how does Freedom City OKC assist with these challenges? Absolutely. So one of the biggest reasons is the lack of access that they have. Um, a lot of our students right now, unfortunately, they're being taught by emergency certified teachers, which is we're so grateful, especially in the midst of a teacher shortage. But sometimes those emergency certified teachers don't have all the resources they need um, and are unable to teach the kids in an effective manner. So that's one thing. Um, another big barrier is just confidence. That's why we focus so heavily on confidence um, because 
you know, if you're not a confident person, it doesn't matter how good a teacher you have, how many resources you have, you cannot absorb that information because your self-esteem is shot. You don't believe that you can. And when you don't believe it, you're not going to achieve it. Um, and so that's really big for us. And then the third thing is exposure. We believe, um, especially among minority students and um, lower income populations, the achievement gap is pretty large. And so if they are not exposed to different things in their life, whether that be careers, extracurricular activities, or even just opportunities um, throughout life, uh, they're not able to reach their potential. And so that is what I would say are the three biggest um, barriers. Um, like I said, the access, lack of education access, lack of confidence, and then lastly, but certainly not least, lack of exposure. Sure, I can see that. Well, and talk more about that confidence piece when it comes to learning. I mean, that, that makes so much sense to so many of us, but what can make a child insecure in a classroom environment? What, is, what are those things that affect their confidence and what are good ways to bolster confidence in kids when it comes to learning? Absolutely, that's a great question. So one of the biggest things is, you know, and as, as a parent, I, I know I'm guilty of this sometimes, but, you know, harping on that child when um, certain situations arise, maybe you're um, pointing out how amazing another child is and then that other child that's not doing as well their confidence is shot a little bit or maybe you're just not giving them words of affirmation one of the biggest things that we believe in is um the love languages and you know meeting that child where they are um and pouring into them based on what they need um because every child is very different um and so it's important to know what kind of child is, whether it's in your classroom, whether it's in your home, whatever, but pouring into that child based on what they need. And that's what we do at Freedom City. We don't just have one model that fits everyone. It is one model, but it's several different pieces within each, the bigger um, picture, um, just to make sure that all of the kids are receiving the support that they need. Um, another big thing is just helping them, you know, sometimes when a child is acting up, it's not because they're actually, you know, deciding to make bad decisions. Sometimes it's literally just the fact that they are frustrated because they cannot understand. Hmm. And so building confidence literally can be as simple as, hey, you know what? I noticed that you were struggling in this area. Let's talk about that. And then they might pour their heart out to you and you had no idea that they were struggling in the way they were. And so just taking a moment to actually learn the child, mm -hmm. learn them what love language they have, learn what needs they have, all of those things. Learning that child is crucial. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, kids are so different one to the next. You think you've got the formula down and it doesn't work on the next child. And we <laughs> as parents, I think, are listening and saying, yeah, that's true. Talk more about how you incorporate some of those love language styles you mentioned within your programs. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, um, physical touch is obviously big, but we are also very cognizant of um, what is appropriate and what is not appropriate with kids um and so you know we do a lot of side hugs high fives fist bumps those kinds of things um words of affirmation we uh do circle time with our younger kids um we do uh start off the day with brain breaks and other things to make sure that the kids are receiving that support we also have pen pals um where with 
with pen pals, people write to our kids every single week and talk to them about their goals and talk to them about um, what they want to see in their lives. Um, we also do just fun activities for them to express themselves and be loud and be obnoxious and be fun. We have exposure Fridays. So that's a big thing for our kids as well. I love hearing that. You're like providing them space, not only providing them space to be a kid, but encouraging them to be a kid in this space. And I feel like that's so important. You never know what the home environment is like, you know, even if it looks great, you, you just don't know. So providing those opportunities and encouraging them to just totally be themselves. I love hearing that. So as you mentioned, you offer so many programs to kids. Some of them include Freedom Girls, After School Programming, In School Math, Awkward Conversation Support Group, which I'd love to hear more about, <laughs> Lunch <laughs> Mentoring, Summer Camps, In School Reading, and that's just to name a few. You guys do so much. Tell me a little bit more um, about some of your key programs, including who might be eligible and how families might be able to sign up. Absolutely. Um, so our target population, we serve, um, right now we serve Northeast OKC and North OKC. Um, we're expanding to Spencer and Middell um, and then trying to find that fifth location. Um, but we recognize that so many kids need our services and support. And so what we're actually doing is we are um, also, in addition to those five areas that we serve, we're also partnering with different churches and nonprofit organizations, um, schools, government agencies, things like that to actually replicate all of our programs. So we're now providing training to different nonprofits, schools, you know, all of those um, to be able to, to work with more students than we could ever work with. So we're excited about that. But in terms of our programming, um, we focus on reading tutoring, math tutoring, mentoring. Um, that's at lunch and after school. Um, our at lunch program looks very similar to our um, after school mentoring, but our after school mentoring is, is simply through pen pals, like I mentioned before. But during lunch, um, people just get to come in during the lunch hour, hang out with the kids, um, you know, provide those words of affirmation, um, talk about their goals, talk about their aspirations. And then um, our awkward conversations, this is always a fun program to talk about because everyone's always like, awkward conversations, oh my gosh. It's well-named, so, I have to say, it's a well-named program. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. So we all know the most awkward conversation we've ever had with our parents as a kid. It was about sex, right? Um, but with that, we train caregivers, whether those are parents, teachers, um, friends, aunts, uncles, whoever, to actually have a conversation with the um, their kids, whoever that might be, whether that's biological, adopted, whatever, um, to have a conversation with them about sex. It In its purest form, it is an eight-week-long program, but we have several different options that we're able to offer. Um, but with that, they learn about how to talk about consent, how to talk about, um, you know, puberty, and how to talk about um, all kinds of different issues. What do you do when your child comes to you and says, mommy, I wet the bed, or my bed is wet, but I didn't wet it, like I promise I didn't. How do you have that conversation? What does that look like? We know it's like, oh my gosh, this is really confusing. I don't know what to say, but what 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 is appropriate? And so we have experts on our team who are able to um, navigate that conversation with our parents. And it's been incredible to see the growth. Um, 
at the start of that program, people are so uncomfortable, um, but as they go along, they get more and more comfortable. So it's awesome. And then um, lastly is our after school and summer programs. Those basically mirror each other, uh, but one is during the school year and one is during the summer. And so with those, we focus on reading and math tutoring, um, confidence building, and then also exposure. We do some field trips and things like that. Very cool. I love hearing about all those things. Um, and going back to the uh, awkward conversations classes, you know, you sympathize with a lot of people because they're not conversations you want to be having all the time, first of all. Second right. of all, if you did not have a good example of someone who talked to you about it, being able to talk to someone you love that you're trying to protect, that you're trying to keep innocent for as long as you can, that's a very vulnerable situation to be in for everybody involved. So for you to be offering those talking points and how to even start, because kids, you know, they are going to be looking at your reaction and mirroring it. So if you have some confidence, you're calm, cool, collect, you kind of know what you're going to be talking about they might feel that way in receiving the information. So I just love hearing that you're setting up everybody in the equation for some success here, which is really needed. Absolutely. Um, I will say this, you know, sometimes people come to us and they're like, oh, I don't need that program. My child's three. But what they don't understand is that, you know, even though puberty doesn't technically hit for most people until they're older, puberty is technically starting then. Um, because you're you're growing you're developing and so we talk about developmental stages and it's so much better if somebody comes to us when they have a child that's three um, because they have so much time to kind of get those conversations right let's practice for years on years right um, and it's great if they come when their child is 18 we work with those parents too but um, you know the earlier the better that's always how it is but it it's better late than never, right? So we work with all different types of parents in that conversation. I love hearing that. How many kids in schools are you serving through those programs? You mentioned early on, you're looking for a fifth uh, school district location um, or metro area, but can you kind of give us an idea of how many people you're working with? Yeah, so in terms of students, we work with, um, on an individual basis, we work with 330. However, Yes. So that actually doesn't even include um, the students that we work with with our lunch mentor program, because that's the entire school. Um, and then it also doesn't include the parents that we serve um, through our awkward conversation program. So we technically serve way more than 330, but we try to be as realistic and um, true to our data as possible. Sure. No, I appreciate you breaking that out. And that is just amazing for me to hear because Freedom City was founded in 2019, just before the pandemic. So the fact that you're serving this many people, you know, just since you're founding a couple of years ago, even with a shutdown in the middle of that speaks a lot to the need, you know, in this area. And then speaking of the shutdown mandate, I'm sure that was a challenge you had not expected, as did any of us, especially in your first year. So if you could walk me yeah. through how you had to immediately change gears after opening, maybe what you learned from offering these more like creative solutions that I'm sure you had to do, um, and if any of the changes or ways of thinking have impacted what you offer today. No, that's a great question. So Freedom City, Basically, the reason it exists in the form it does is because of COVID. Um, so when we first started, all we had was lunch mentoring and Freedom Girls. Those were our only programs that we offered. Um, but when the shutdown happened, everything stopped. 
we were just in um, at Pimu Middle School, all programming was happening in the school. And so obviously we couldn't go in the school anymore. Um, we were still delivering food to our um, students and our family. Quickly realized families did not have the ability um, to get food like they needed. And then they were also having to go back to uh, work. And we were like, we got to do something. And then the schools were still closed. So um, in September of 2020, we opened our remote learning center. And that was the catalyst for everything that we do today. We were able to get an inside look at education, um, the confidence and the lack of exposure. And because of that, we redesigned literally all that we did um, and recreated everything, pivoted completely. And so because of that, um, that's where we are today. The Remote Learning Center became our after school program, which turned into our summer program as well. Um, and then we were able to see what works in terms of reading, tutoring, and math tutoring and mentoring. So the pandemic, although it was not great, it was a great thing for us in terms of allowing us to pivot and pivot well. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the answer to the question is everything changed and it, <laughs> and yeah, it has stayed literally. that way. Yeah, well, yeah. and you know, hard situations force, especially I think business owners and new business owners to really take a look at their core values. And it's clear that you, that's what you've taken away and it's maybe made you stronger. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Access to pediatric therapists has been an ongoing issue, but again, since the pandemic it's just gotten worse. Um, and I know you all work with some therapists. You do a lot of, um, programming within your program that really works with kids. Can you describe any flags you might see when working with a child who might need a therapist? Um, and does your program offer mental health services to kids who might need it? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we see that a lot. We have partnerships with both Sunbeam and Spring Eternal and other um, therapists where we send our um, students to, we refer um, them and their families to those services. Some of the things that we might see is acting out in class. A lot of times just because a child is acting out doesn't mean um, that they're, you know, they can't learn. A lot of times it might be a structure issue. It might be there's challenging times at home. We've unfortunately, um, last year was really challenging for us because we lost, um, several of our kids lost their parents in the middle of the school year. And so we had to rely a lot on our counseling agencies to kind of help us through that. Um, so whether that be uh, grief that they're experiencing or change um, in their family structure and family dynamic, um, those are big things that we see. Also, um, you know, some of our families are single moms. And so um, the kids having to deal with that and what that looks like. And so um, we spend a lot of time referring our kids to counseling and making sure they have the support they need. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, because it is, it's tough out there, especially for kids and, and parents alike. During the 22-23 school year, 33% of students enrolled in Freedom City's after-school programming reached or exceeded grade level in both reading and math. Mm -hmm. And students in the math tutoring saw an average test score improve by 44% with almost half of all students raising by at least one grade level. Brittany, these stats are outstanding. I can't even underline enough. I hope my inflection in my voice underlined how 
crazy that is. These are outstanding results. Can you share with us any specific stories of how a child's life or the lives of their families, you know, everyone around them has been impacted by your organization? Oh my goodness. Um, So I want to talk to that specifically, but I have to tell you a story of something that happened last week, um, in fact. So this is a child who had been kicked out of several schools. I mean, has gone through a lot of different schools. And he came to Freedom City for the first time. And he was not very excited about being there. Um, But our teachers, the way that they teach, um, they are not certified. And originally, we did have certified teachers. But we have taken a different approach um, because of the fact that we really want people, staff that look like the kids. And so a lot of times we don't have a lot of um, opportunity um, for that. And so we train our teachers to be successful. And our model works because of these statistics. But this child came and he refused to do a writing assignment. Just refused. He was acting up. He was doing it. So this child, he really just out. He actually had an IEP. Um, and he struggled with everything. He could not um, write any sentences, and the teacher was able to pull him aside and say, hey, you know, what's going on? Once she started asking that question, he just broke down, and so now I know it's only been a week, but that's why I wanted to tell this story because he, he has completely changed his mindset. That's why I talk so much about confidence because once they we give them that safe space, the sky is the limit for them. And that's why our stats look the way they do, because not only are we teaching them to understand, but we're giving them the confidence. And so with math, we break down math. It's not just, okay, let's memorize one times one is this, two times two is this. No, it's okay. What does that mean? Like if you have two times two, what does that mean? That's two groups of two. Okay. Picture it in your mind. So you understand what that means and what, how to comprehend that. Because if you understand math, you understand how to read, you can read things that you've never seen in your life. You can understand math that you've never seen in your life once you understand everything. So our big thing at Freedom City, understanding, um, confidence, exposure. That's what we do. Absolutely. And that's a great example. Just leveling with a kid and asking him what's going on. That's all it took for him to really kind of break down his walls. And who knows how long those walls would have been up, who knows how tall they'd been, you know, all the things. So I'm so glad to hear that. Do you have any more stories you'd like to share with us? Um, I'll share one more story. So um, there was a student, she was in fourth grade, and she came to us during the pandemic, actually, um, when we had a remote learning center. Her mom, or actually she was living with her grandma, and her grandma um, had actually been homeschooling her because she was scared to put her back in school once the schools Mm -hmm. opened back up. And she really had not been doing anything. Her grandma was a bus driver, and they didn't have resources. And so she was just kind of in the back room all day, not really doing her work. And so she had fallen very, very behind. Like she was on a first grade reading level. It was very bad. And so um, the school called us and we just got to work. We worked with the school to figure out, um, you know, what work she was missing, what she needed to understand. And she's still in our program. And that was three years ago. And to see the progress that she's made, she's been in our math tutoring program, our reading tutoring program, our after school program, our summer programs. She's been in basically every single program, um, to say the least. But I mean, she's almost on grade level now. 
and to go from first to now she's in seventh grade and she's almost on grade level is just an incredible feat um and especially in three years it's been a challenge to say the least but she's getting the love and support um she had some body image issues mm -hmm. and so we were able to surround her and love on her and make sure she felt comfortable in who she was and that she was you know beautiful and mm -hmm. um you know just capable of so much more than mm -hmm. she even imagined and so now to see where she is it's just absolutely incredible these changes you're making are going to impact these kids and their kids and their kids and their kids starting with the confidence piece. I mean, it really, like you just keep harping on, but it's so true. And it's becoming more evident the more we're hearing you talk about how a lot of these kids' struggles are not just what you see on paper. Um, and of course we know that, but really thinking down to a granular level on what might be some of the barriers. And it does so many times come back to confidence. Um, and that confidence is gonna be the thing that's going to make them successful and no matter what they do in their family and their future families, you know, generations. So I just, this is outstanding to hear the work that you're doing. And I just so appreciate you sharing those stories with us. Um, I hope everyone listening is really taking that to heart and thinking what a gift it is to be surrounded by love and to be encouraged um, like you all are doing for those kids. Freedom City recently shared some outstanding news about the donation of a new Absolutely. STEM center. Yes, from the Ripken Foundation and then Devon Energy as well. Can you talk about how your kids use this space and your vision for how it will continue to be used in the future? Yeah, so we are so, ex so excited about it. Um, so one of the big things, even though we have a STEM center at our North Campus, um, that's our headquarters, what we're doing is actually a mobile site. So we're able to take it to our Northeast um, campus and the kids are able to work with it. So um, they do it every single Tuesday um, and it's been awesome. They love it. They get to um, print all kinds of things out of the 3D printer and all kinds of things. Um, one thing that we're really excited about with our math tutoring program, um, our academic director is actually planning to print some custom things um, from our 3D printer. So that is hopefully coming soon. So we're excited to announce that once that happens. Um, but uh, in terms of what's coming soon with the STEM Center, uh, we are planning to open our second after school site and summer site um, this fall. And that will be at our North Campus, which is where our STEM Center is housed. And so those kids will get to go in that classroom every single day. And so we are so excited for that to launch um, in the fall. Very exciting. Congratulations. And I know we all want to stay posted on your social media channels, on your website. You guys do some fun events all year long. You're always having new and exciting news, encouraging positive stories. So yeah, definitely, definitely watch out for Freedom City. Thank you so much for being a literal world changer, Brittany. I'm sure it wasn't easy to take the leap to literally redirect your entire career, but we are so glad you did. The impact you're having is just cannot be understated. What advice might you give our readers who are feeling called to make a difference in their own communities as well? Absolutely. So one thing I will say, you know, time, energy, and money, those are your biggest things or time, talent, treasure. They're the same thing, right? But 
if you invest your time, talent, treasure, your time, energy, money, whether that be volunteering, whether that just be hanging out with a kid, whether that be donating, there's so many opportunities to get involved, whether that be with Freedom City, whether that be with your church, or even just with your own child. People forget that like, hey, I've got kids at home, spend some time with them, get to know them, love on them in the way they need to be loved on. Um, but I just encourage people to really get involved. That's great advice. And thank you again so much for taking the time to chat with us today. On behalf of our readers and I, thank you for all you do. And again, if you're interested in learning more about Freedom City, how you can volunteer, how you can donate, be involved, please visit www.freedomcityokc.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again, Brittany. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.